garage dad. Like he looks like he's gonna go for garage a dad. That's what it reminds me of. His thing around his head, like broad bit of everything. Welcome back to the Broad Bit of Everything podcast. Here with Jess and my best friend Yana. Well, one of my best friends, Yana. Hello. Hello. Um, Yana has been one of my best friends for like yeah. four years this year. Yana and I met on Instagram through um, Shortland Street, to, um, actually. We got very passionate about a certain storyline, and we w- ran into each other about it, and that's how we became friends. Yeah. So Shortland Street had a musical two years ago, and directed, oh, it was like directed and written by Simon Bennett and Guy Langford, and it was one of the best things to ever happen. Yeah, um... We won the competition to go, eh? Well, I did, yeah, and you I tagged did. you. But all my friends, they saw what was happening, this competition by TV2 to go to the opening night of um, Short and Street the Musical, and I tagged Yana, and a whole bunch of my friends tagged me in it because I knew how much it meant to me. And um, TV2 gave me tickets to the opening night, red carpet premiere of Short and Street the Musical at the ASB Waterfront Theatre. And I brought Yana along. I remember calling her up. I was in class. Oh, no, I was not in class because it was after exams. It was during exams. So I was studying. I'm pretty sure it was like in my scholarship little meeting for media studies. And I won this competition and I called Yana. She said, what are you? And I was like, what are you doing on, what was it, Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday. And then you, you were like, nothing. And I'm like, well, you're coming with me to the premiere of Sean Street the Musical. And how, how did you feel when I said that? Um, I wanted to cry. I was. I remember I was studying for my math exam, and then you called me, and I was like, oh, okay, we'll go to the bathroom, because like, I can't just call you here, and you told me. So, um, that musical was iconic. It was, what, yeah. Genuinely one of the best things I've ever seen. What were your favourite songs from the musical? Oh, okay, so if you don't know, Shorty, it was, um, this musical was set in its prime time in, like, the 90s, when it was, like, classic Shorty. It was, like, all the characters from... 90s were in there so like there was um Carrie Burden, Jackie Manu and Dr. Ropata so it was that era and it was the songs were character arcs basically so one of my favorite songs was Bake It Away by Lionel Mm, (laughs) and uh, it was that was and they all dressed up as like cupcakes and they danced along the stage and then there was Stuck in a Love Triangle that was between Kirsty, Greg Feeney and Lionel, which was, it was a bop. Forever was just like, like the name, Forever. And it was, that was the last song of the musical. So it was, it was very sentimental and. Stuck in a Love Triangle was one of my favourite ones too. And I also loved Goodbye Ferndale with Alison. Ah, oh, yes. After, you know, Chris left her at the altar. Yeah, that one was really good. And Forever was really emotional, especially at the end when they were all on the yes. boat. And they were all singing together. And then, the, and then the boat sunk and then it was another cliffhanger. Speaking of cliffhangers, that was another favourite, which was Cliffhanger. And it was when the truck drove into the... Oh, and by the way, I do have more favourite characters than Rachel. I just, I don't mind all of them. They're all awesome. Except for, obviously, the villains. But yeah, and the cast members, disclaimer, the cast members are so lovely. Um, I could tell, s- fuck off. <laughs> there are so many stories I can tell of how kind and generous those um, the cast members have been. Not only to me, but to many of their fans. So yeah, shout out to the cast. Oh yeah, the truck, the drove, truck into the drove into the hospital. And then Rachel got struck by lightning and 
everything was catchy and it was and then oh, it oh, it was the halfway point of the show and it said we need a break we need a snack and 15 minutes just to think that was really good i love how they did it for the intermission because it was literally a cliffhanger yeah that's what that was really good. our minds <laughs> literally our minds and then for five wives of dr warner that was iconic it was like a just imagine like a tango kind of song and in the next episode you're actually going to hear from someone that was in the musical which is going to be really interesting to have a first-hand perspective of what it was like so stay tuned for that one but back on to the main thing which is Shortland Street what are we, who are your favorite characters my favorite character is Nicole Miller <laughs> um yeah she's been on there for a really long time it was 11 years like two weeks ago on September 23rd Jeez. since her first episode yes that was really nice um and she's getting married soon so I'm really excited for that. Yeah. How long have you been watching Shorty for? Um, Four years, since 2016, the year I met you. That's right. Yeah. I've been watching it since 2011. Wow. I remember I was watching What Now? And then we the Shortland Street Onibus was on afterwards. So that was the whole entire week's worth of episodes just played like one after the other. And we were too lazy to change the channel. So um, that's how I started watching. And it was around the Halloween because I remember Jasmine being all spooky. So, yeah. So who have you met from the cast? Oh, bless. Okay, so I've met Sally Martin, Curly Dewing, Amelia Reed, Tane Williams-Akra, Rhea Vandervis, Jen Ludlam, she's funny, Ben Barrington, Sam Bunkle, ooh, Claire Chittam, who played Waverly, Nicole Whippy, Jake Miorda, Henry Rolleston, Timmy Cameron, Nivi Summer, and Rawari Job, and Gahuia. So has it um, has Shortland Street inspired you in any way or like influenced you? Um, well, I mean, I would say it has. Yeah. Um, well, I started watching Shortland Street at the same time I took media studies in high school, and it kind of influenced me to want to do that in uni and everything. So that's been a big part of it because I mean, I'd love to work there someday, like behind the scenes and stuff. So that definitely influenced that part of my life. Next up, we have Kath and Kim. Kim. Kath and Kim is, again, if you've been living under a rock, is an Australian, what do you call it, like a sitcom? Yeah. Sitcom, um, drama, com- comedy show that doesn't actually, um, it's not, hasn't been produced in years, which I really hope that changes. Um, it follows Kath and her daughter Kim, and Kath's very much like a, a wannabe socialite in Australia. It's an Australian show, so there's very much... Um, Australian lingo and whatnot. So we're going to take a quiz. Um, if you know Kath and Kim, you should be able to get it. So we're going to take a quiz to see what Kath and Kim character we both are. Um, thank you to BuzzFeed for giving us a quiz. Um, if you know Kath and Kim, you'll be able to follow along pretty well with who, who's who. So choose a hobby out of floral design, being a trophy wife, or netball. Um, I mean, I'd probably just say floral design because... Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, choose a film, American Beauty, The Bodyguard, or Mighty Ducks. See, I haven't actually watched any of those. Neither have I. I'm just going to say Mighty Ducks. Me too. Ducks. <laughs> choose something nice, different, unusual. Set your baby cheese. I was going to say definitely the baby cheese. We can't get the same one. No, we can't. <laughs> um, choose a cocktail, 69 and 6 on the beach, or slow screw against the wall. See, I drink, but I haven't had any of these cocktails. Neither have I. I'm just going to put the last one. I'm going to choose Sex on the Beach because the photo that they've supplied looks like a tropical fruity kind of drink. Yeah. Choose a workout outfit. 
Oh, last one looks like a nice material. That's like a velvet material. The second one is a um, like a lycra '90s thing, which I actually have at home. Oh. Yeah, and the first one is a, and the first one is a netball uniform, and I don't play netball, so I'm gonna do the velvet kind of thing. Choose a fine gourmet meat sausage. Oh. Okay, smoked veal and ro- smoked veal and rosemary, honey lamb and couscous, or braised offal and fennel. I'm doing the honey lamb and couscous yeah, me too. one. I don't like um I don't like the rosemary ones. Choose a phrase to describe yourself: a hornbag, a foxy lady, or a groper. I feel like the groper that that last option is a Sharon one. I'm gonna do a yeah, foxy lady. Um, I'll do hornbag. <laughs> Yes, Yana. <laughs> and finally, choose a kooky jumper. Oh, Ooh, I, I like, like the last these. one, actually. Oh, same. I can, who are you? We're probably going to get the same. I'm Kim. Kath. Oh, oh, we didn't get the same one. <laughs> awesome. So you, what is Kath about? Um. Well, it says on BuzzFeed, you're a foxy lady and you're lucky enough to have found yourself a hunk of spunk who truly loves you for who you are. But you're not just a pretty face. You have many qualifications and you're a speed reader to boot. <laughs> well, I got Kim. You're the smartest, most beautiful woman on the side on the side of Fountain Gate. No, the side of the Pacific Ocean. You're an angel, and literally no one appreciates you because they're always thinking about themselves. Wow. Wow. But okay, I think from this quiz, I think I know what kind of jumper I like. It's that kooky jumper, and I want some. So that's yeah. that. That's that. So, Kath and Kim, what was one of some of your um, most favorite episodes and moments? Oh, one of my favorite ones is the one where they're singing, um, you know, what about me? And they're all in the party <laughs> together in the lounge. Oh, yeah, Cal's 50th. Yes. And then um, they dance together and Kath's like, oh, she sings the songs. And then Kim gets stuck on that um the bull that they have outside. It was like a, what kind of theme? Was it like a country theme? I think so, yeah. And they were in like the barn and then they had the bull in there. And then um, karaoke. Yeah. So that's why that bull was singing. But that was season three, episode seven was called Foxy on the Run. So Kath and Cal, they kiss in a very um, unusual way. They like, it's a very like far, they like tilt their heads far back, but then they like kind of like go around in a circle and then they like, hash and they make out and it's it's a sight for sore eyes honestly um look at me look at me kim look at me now i've got one word to say to you kim espridules i don't know <laughs> little baby jesus little baby jesus kim not little baby jesus little baby kim jesus. not cheeses but that's another thing that we have bonded over we watch it when whenever we like whenever we're together Anyway, Mamma Mia! Mamma Mia. So, Mamma Mia, I did. I had not watched Mamma Mia in full until I went over to Yana's house um, a few years ago. And then from then we watched it every time I went to her place or she came to mine. And then an obsession was born. We've watched it way too many times. Um, I'd, I'd say over 50. At, at least for each film. We went to the um, pre-release of the sequel for Mamma Mia, which was Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. I might not. Um, gonna... So, yeah, we love the music, especially Abba. Cough, cough. Can you release more music? Cough, cough. Thank you. Yeah, it's been two years since you announced it. Cough, cough. <laughs> um. But I am Donna. Oh, yes, I'm Rosie. And our other friend is Stacey, who is Tanya. 
and together we form the Dynamos. Dynamite. Sleep all day. And woohoo all night. Yeah. So that was that's our little friend Dynamos group. We Okay, when I get married, you and Stacy and whoever wants to needs to perform Super Trooper at my hen's do. All dressed up. I'm genuinely keen. Okay, I will cry. Okay, we're doing it. <laughs> okay, awesome. There was also some uh, things wrong with um, the sequel, as in continuity errors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want to expand on that? Um, okay, well, the one that bothered me the most was the fact that um, Rosie and Tanya knew about the guys the entire time in the second movie. Like, they were there when Donna knew Sam and Bill and everything. But then in the first movie, they uh, were oh, there. And the, like, yeah, the, sec- oh, the, sec- the sequel is actually a prequel, but it's also, it takes place before and after. So it's kind of like a third film, but not really. Yeah. So it's like flashback. It sh- yeah, it shows what happened um, before the first movie. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you, you carry on. Yeah. So then in, when it was showing the flashbacks in the second movie they knew about the guys that Donna was with, but then in the first movie, when it was the current time, they were shocked and they were like, oh, why didn't you tell us? But then it shows that they knew the whole time, so that annoys me. Yeah. Um, there was also, like, the age difference. Plus, Donna died in the second one. Yeah. Before, well, she was she was literally only in it for, like, at the end. Yeah, when she was actually there. So, okay, so the timeline makes no sense. Donna graduated from Oxford University in 1979, which means um, she was in her early 20s when she moved to Greece. And then, assuming that Sam, Bill or Harry were, um, happened within that year, it would suggest that Sophie was born in 1980. But then in the first film, it said that Sophie is only 20, which would indicate that the film is set in 2000. Not 2008 when the pr- premiere of Mamma Mia, the first film, came out. However, the sequel is set five years after the first movie, but not ten years. So it would mean it would be in 2005. But everyone is using iPhones in the second movie. Yes, yeah, she had like an iPhone. And like tablets and internet and stuff. So yeah. in Donna's diary, she, um, Donna states that she met Sam first, but in Mamma Mia 2, she actually meets Harry first. That's right. Yeah. Because she went to Paris, met Harry, and then it was Bill. All the continuity errors are kind of, I don't, I would say unjust because they didn't know that they would be making a sequel for Mamma Mia, so everything is kind of unrealistic because in, in Mamma Mia 1, they had Sam, Bill, and Harry dress up in, like, unrealistic flashback kind of outfits so very unrealistic representation of what they would actually be like and then in the sequel we actually saw what they were like and there were nothing like that which made people annoyed but I'm like honey they weren't expecting to make a sequel um so deal with it and what could they do because they had to use different actors as well so obviously they're not going to look the same no um I'm just trying to for example, um, Harry was like a punk rocker in the first film, but then in the second film he was a nerd and that wanted to be a banker or an accountant. Yeah. So, um, and then the first film, Bill looked like a like a proper hippie with long hair, psychedelic stuff, and then in the second one he was more of like a chillaxed, boshy guy. Yeah. And then in the first film, it, Sam looked like... like a peace rocker. I don't know. like Garage dad. Like, he looks like he's going to go for Garage dad? That's what it reminds me of. His thing around his head, like... Oh, plus, the, one of the biggest ones was that Donna said that her mother was dead, but 
Mamma Mia 2, Cher comes and plays a mother. That's right. So. <laughs> so she wasn't dead. Yeah. So those are all like the continuity errors that we spotted. There's probably more, but. Yeah. So if there was to be a um, second, oh, no, a third Mamma Mia film, what songs do you think would be in it? Um, I think they should have Under Attack in the third movie. Because, yes, the full version. Yes, because I think it would be a very good musical song and they still haven't used it. That Well, they've used it for like instrumentals and background music, but not the full song. And yeah. it needs to because it is a bop and a half. An absolute bop. Um, I think they should use Asamanyana as well for like the full one, not just the background party music. Yeah. Because that would just, I think it would fit well. It would fit well. Um, I predicted the um, songs for the sequ- for the sequel because I'm like, okay, I'm probably going to get these all correct because kind of like making a story with all the songs. Mm. So I did that, which was fun. I really want me and I to be in there. That would be really good. Happy New Year. Yes. If it took place over Happy New Year. That would be perfect and they can have a New Year's party. And, exactly. And that would that would be like their gathering because in the second movie they they all gathered for um to celebrate Donna. Yes. And so. the reopening of the hotel that she once owned. Yeah. Um, which Sophie now runs. Um, Lovers live, live a little longer, which would be such a tinier an- anthem as well. Yes. That's a really, really good song. Love Light. I don't know who would sing it. Probably like Rosie yeah. or Sophie. Oh, I could see Sophie sing that yeah. to Sky. That would be really cute. Um, The way old friends do. Yeah, don't give that me song, <laughs> That song makes me want to cry. Like it makes me feel so nostalgic for something that I don't even know. Imagine them all gathering like, oh, like, because they've known each other for so long. It would be so perfect. But then Donna wouldn't be there. Stop. <laughs> Not Donna. They'll, have, they'll probably do it with like a picture of her in the background. Yeah. And then, and then and then Meryl Streep comes in as Donna's guys to be like, times of joy and times. <laughs> they would do that though because that's like how they did it in um in the second film at the end when they all sung Super Trooper and she was there. Yeah. They would so do that. <laughs> um, Head Over Heels, that's such a rosy song. Oh, that song always reminds me of you because I never listened to it until you told me about it. Oh, please. Yeah. Um, as good as new would be good too. Yeah, so we love Mamma Mia, and if there is a third one, cough, cough, ever, please go to the premiere, all four of you. Chop, chop. Honey, honey, how are you thrilled? And this has been the end of the fifth episode of the Broad Bit of Everything podcast with Jess and Yana. Thank you so much for joining with us. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you, Yana. You're welcome.